Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify black letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. Hi, Tom Dunlap here with the Black Letter Podcast. Thanks for joining us again with Melanie Simons from Reframe Wealth. Last week, we talked about challenges Melanie had with a partner and how she overcame that as an entrepreneur and her pieces of advice, having really good documents that fit you and your company. And secondly, having a sound financial plan for the company. P&Ls, know where your revenue is coming from, know where your expenses are going to come from and how to pay them so that you know both best case and worst case scenario. This week, we're going to talk to Melanie about something exciting. And I hope you're excited. I know she's probably not excited. So <laughs> Melanie is uh, in the middle of a lawsuit, for lack of a better word. Well, there, there's really no better word than lawsuit, right? If you're a lawyer. But if you're a business, it's not a great word, almost ever. So uh, she's having a dispute with her former employer, and I'm going to talk to her about where her headspace is at and how she's dealing with it personally and how she's dealing with professionally as part of the company. Thank you for the forum to to discuss this. And I'll just start by saying there's very little I can say about the actual complaint. But what I can share with you is how I'm managing it, both personally and professionally with the business and also provide potentially some little nuggets of support and information for anyone else who might be facing the same. Okay, great. Tell us about a little bit about the dispute at kind of a, a vague high level, whatever you can say, whatever's public. <laughs> I mean, if you're in arbitration and it's secret, I understand. But suffice to say, I know you're having a dispute with a former employer over whether or not you breached a contract or did something wrong. I get that. Tell us how you're dealing with it personally. I've been there and I've had many clients disputes with partners and it weighs, it is an emotional lodestone. It's like that, you know, was it Samuel Taylor Coolridge and the albatross hanging around that, that ancient mariner's neck? You've got the stinky bird around your neck, I guess. Uh, how are you dealing with the stinky bird? All right. Well, now that we're talking about stinky birds, it makes this a lot easier to discuss. There There's nothing that I'll share that isn't already in the public domain, as you well know. So Tom, basically the gist of it is my former employer and I had a contract, an employment contract that ensured uh, non-solicitation upon departure. And there are many other things in this contract, but the, the real crux of the, the case and the complaint is around non-solicitation. Which is so, pretty standard, right? I, I represented many financial planners, many, many. In fact, my sister-in-law is one. And she had the same provision in every one of her contracts and all of the financial planners I've ever dealt with has a clause that looks like, hey, you can't take our current clients that you met while you were with us. That's generally what these things say, all of them, right? Exactly. Is that about right? That's exactly right, Tom. And nothing fancy or surprising about this. And um, I have been very diligent in abiding by that contractual obligation, and I will continue to. And I've got great um, support and employment law counsel who's helped me stay within the bounds of that agreement. 
That said, what is reality and what is optics don't always match up. And what I'm dealing with right now is a case based on optics rather than reality. Your question to me was, how are you managing this personally? And the concept of the albatross is a pretty, pretty good one. It's heavy. It's weighty. It doesn't feel great. It's there all the time. But at the same time, I have resolution in internally, Tom, knowing that I have in reality done everything that I have agreed to and, and everything right. And frankly, pretty much by the book, uh, down to the letter, that doesn't change the pressure that I feel knowing that there are people out there, in fact, people I have great respect for, who think I've done something wrong. I don't know about you, Tom, but I am a person who follows rules. I am, you know, one of those overachieving students back in the day. And to have anyone even think or believe that I have done something outside the bounds of the rules is a hard thing to manage, but you got to get through it. That's part of business ownership. Yeah. Massive emotional weight. So I get that. And, you know, companies do this all the time. They use the non-compete or non-solicitation, even if you're not doing it as a hammer, you know, as a threat. And to me, I think, and I tell clients this all the time that say we should enforce this, Unless they're actually losing real money and it's a real thing and it really happened, it's a waste of everyone's time. And so for whatever it's worth, I mean, I guess that probably doesn't take the weight off your mind, but what are you doing to escape the thought of this? Because I mean, for me, and when I when I went through something similar, every time I woke up in the morning and every time I went to bed, the same thing's going through my mind. This This issue, this issue, this lawsuit, this fight with my former employer, this is still pending, it's still going on, there's no resolution. Does it get better with time? Uh, Do you take meditation? Do you do yoga? Like, what gets that out of your head? All of the above. So I am really focused on self-care, mindfulness, physical movement to help just manage the emotional strain. But I will also say there's something, and you'll see a theme here, Tom. Uh A financial plan has solved a lot of the emotional stress for me. The biggest weight for me, other than the perception and the optics that perhaps I've done something wrong, even though I know I didn't. The other aspect of that is the cost. And as you well know, the cost of going through any type of litigation, arbitration, or lawsuit is very, very substantial. So what I did is I took that business plan and financial plan for Reframe Wealth, and I brought it through with this new cost. And by mapping out our ability to have revenue cover the cost, it gave me such a relief to say, you know what? We're doing so well in the business that it will hit our profitability, but we have the funds to cover the cost of this for as long as it goes on. And that relieved a lot of stress for me. So that's really unique. So I like that. So I think that's a, a good takeaway from your experience is that your mental release was to plan out how to deal with the cost of the response as opposed to dwelling on the emotional aspects of being accused of wrongdoing when you haven't wrong done. Um, I think that's fantastic. What advice would you give to a partner who's fighting with with their former uh, employer or fighting with anyone who's going through a true lawsuit? I mean, a truly emotional lawsuit. What is your advice? I mean, I think you've said it, but like, yeah. let's encapsulate this into in a, a nice sound bite. And I'll put it in at the end of the season as one of our sound bites of all of the people that come to the show. 
Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll summarize it into three points, Tom, okay. really quickly. Number one, take care of yourself. And sometimes that means reaching out for friends and family for help. Um, take care of yourself. That's first and foremost. Number two is uh, do good work. There is nothing that can resolve the pressure against you of what others say than knowing that you internally that you're doing great work for the people who count on you. And then third is map out the money. I mean, I'm a financial planner, but it also is part of my business. Map out what it's going to cost, where the payments are going to come from, how long you can you know, manage this, and you'll sleep a lot better at night. That's fantastic. So I, I mean, I, I will ask if people are facing this kind of monetary rift in their business. I know you do personal wealth planning, but could they call Melanie and be like, hey, Melanie, can you map out this for me? I mean, I assume they should hire you to do this, but would you do that? Because I, you know, I haven't even heard of somebody doing that. I mean, it makes so much sense. And I'm sure businesses internally think about it, but mapping out the cost of the litigation, you know, for a business in terms of opportunity cost and the cost of attorneys and everything else. It's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And so for friends and family of the Black Letter podcast, absolutely. Give me a shout. You can find me at reframewealth.com. So that's, there's your new niche. You are <laughs> problem resolution, wealth mapping, not wealth mapping, revenue mapping. I love it. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Melanie, for joining us on the Black Letter podcast for these, these segments. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and check out our website at blackletterstudios.com.